Okay, so what is this? Our, we're celebrating the feast of St. Bartholomew, but we just read about Nathaniel. What's going on? This is the same person. It's interesting because this is really, they believe that Nathaniel is who we are talking about, but Bartholomew is actually a second name, meaning son of Ptolemy. So we are talking about the same person here, Nathaniel, Bartholomew. All we know in the synoptic gospels, what are the synoptic gospels? Matthew, Mark, and Luke. John is kind of its own separate gospel. Matthew, Mark, and Luke are very similar, more historical. John, they call him the sign of the eagle, is because he soars above the rest of the gospels. And we refer to this passage is from John. And so all we know about Bartholomew in the Synoptic Gospels and Acts of the Apostles, I think, is that he was one of the 12 apostles. We really don't know much. But here in John, we know a little bit more. See, only in the book of John that we hear this. In John, we hear about Nathaniel. So I, as I mentioned, scholars believe it's the same person because Nathaniel is mentioned only in John. So think about this. I don't mean to get you confused here, but it's really important that we know our scriptures because a lot of people try to say scriptures contradict. Non-Christians will say the Bible contradicts itself. So we need to understand what the Bible says. And they will say the Bible contradicts itself right here with Nathaniel and Bartholomew. All right, let's look at this. Nathaniel is mentioned only in John, we just read that, but Bartholomew is not. In the other gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, Bartholomew is mentioned, but Nathaniel is not. So what's going on? But in both gospels, Philip is the person mentioned with both. So we see a connection here. This is a type of way we have to understand scripture. If Nathaniel's mentioned in John, but Bartholomew is not, and Bartholomew is mentioned in the other gospels, but, John, uh, but Nathaniel is not, but yet Philip in the exact same story talks to them both, we can make this conclusion. Moreover, as I said before, Bartholomew must have had another name, a first name. And so we think of this as Nathaniel. You know, it's funny because when I was growing up in Catholic schools, we never called each other by our first names. My buddies were always Turner, Pervins, Rafco, Ivy, Ross Dash. There was, we never called each other by our first names. And they always called me Aller, even though I go kind of by Alar because the spelling is a little bit easier. And I remember that I was a catcher in baseball and we played in the CYO league. So we, the Catholic schools were kind of rivals. I went to St. Michael's, there was St. Mary's, St. John, St. Pat's. And there was a pitcher named Joey Neidinger, but we never called him, I never called him Joe, called him Neidinger. And I was a catcher and he was a pitcher. Now one of us ended up getting drafted by the Detroit Tigers. Which one do you think that was? Yeah, him, not me. So. 
he ended up getting drafted by the Detroit Tigers. And when we showed up at freshman year, this is when all the Catholic schools came together at Catholic Central, the high school. And it was funny because at the time, um, Nightinger, he had come from St. Pat's. I came from St. Michael's. And I was the catcher and the coach comes up and he says to me and Mike Purvin's my friend, he says, Chris, you're gonna catch for Nightinger. And I go, Nightinger? I go, can anything good come from St. Pat's? It was kind of like this passage. It makes me laugh because here is Philip going up to Nathaniel and he says, Nazareth? Can anything good come from Nazareth? And so we have to understand the context of the gospel. Can anything good come from Nazareth? Nazareth was looked upon uh, by the Jews as inferior because why? Some Roman soldiers used to stay there. This is this whole stupid, and I'm going to use that word stupid, anti-Catholic tradition that Jesus's father was a Roman soldier and Mary had sexual relations with a Roman soldier and that's who Jesus was. Yeah, 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 yeah. These are the types of things that we have to understand. So Nathaniel didn't have a lot of respect for Nazareth. He thought the Messiah would come from a more important place than Nazareth. This is what he believed. Nazareth was an undistinguished place. Nathaniel came from Cana. This was the place of the well-known and the important people. And so rivalry between the villages was notorious back here in first century. Um, and he's criticizing it. However, Philip was wise. Philip, who's bringing Nathaniel into Jesus, doesn't argue with him, doesn't try to be right. We always try to get the last word in or prove our points. And I'm guilty of that all the time. But Philip was smarter. He didn't argue. He just simply said, listen, I'm not going to argue with you. Just come and see. And I think that's what we Catholics need to do. One of the things I struggle with with online comments is getting into bantering back and forth. I just answered one five minutes ago. That's why I was late for mass and I put on the wrong stool. So some of you who are watching can see I have the wrong stool on. Because somebody was saying that Mary is a demonic, a demonic figure because we worship her. No, we don't. And I said, you know, if the angel calls her full of grace, if, if Elizabeth says that she's the mother of my Lord and Mary herself in Luke 148 says, all generations will call me blessed, how can you associate that with a demonic activity? It just doesn't make any sense. So here we are bantering back and forth and I'm like, oh my, I should listen to Philip. Philip didn't argue. He just said, come and see, come and see. And that's what I think we need to do. I'm trying myself, but it's hard sometimes because we want to defend Our Lady. That's my whole thing. Father Don Calloway and I talk about that all the time. It's like we want to jump into the battle. We want to defend Our Lady. It's chivalry. It's, it's knighthood. It's, it's defending the Lady. But we also have to be like Philip. We have to be prudent. Know when to choose the battles and when, how to fight those battles. Prayer. That's the way. Remember the rosary that was handed where the bishop in, in uh, Nigeria said it's time to fight against Islam and, and he saw a vision of Jesus and Jesus handed him a sword. He's like, yes, we're gonna fight. And he grabbed the sword and it turned to a rosary. And so this is powerful stuff. So Nathaniel was surprised 
when Jesus came to him that anyone could speak of him on so short an acquaintance. He didn't even know him. That's kind of like you're surprised if you meet somebody, they're like, yeah, I, you know, I know about you. You're kind of like, whoa. And this is what <clears throat> is happening. And he demanded how Jesus could know him like this. And he's like, how do you know me like this? And so basically Jesus told him that he had already seen him under the fig tree. What is the meaning of that? What's the purpose of that? The Jews' idea of peace, when there was true peace, was a metaphor for when a man could be lying undisturbed under a fig tree. Father, how do you know that? First Kings. It's in the Old Testament. And so further, the fig tree was leafy. It had shade. And it was custom for the Jews to sit underneath it and meditate. So what's going on here? Picture the scene. Probably Nathaniel or Bartholomew had been meditating under this fig tree. For the Jews, it usually was on the essence of God. So he's probably meditating here on either the promises of God or the coming of the Messiah. And now he felt that Jesus had read into his soul. Whoa, this must be somebody special. That's why Nathaniel said to him, he says, how do you know me? And Jesus goes on that I saw you under the fig tree. So Nathaniel's like, oh my gosh, he's reading my soul. And that's where he says, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. You see what's going on here? It's powerful stuff. And so it's not, it, it, and I think this is what's happening is Jesus, he sees, is reading into his heart. And it's not so much that Jesus had seen him physically under the fig tree that surprised Nathaniel so much, it was the fact that Jesus could read into his heart. And this is what we have to remember. Watch your thoughts in your heart. Remember, God knows everything. He's omniscient. And remember that expression from the saints. Watch your thoughts because thoughts turn to words. Watch your words because words turn to actions. Watch your actions because actions develop habits. Watch your habits because habits develop your character. And watch your character because your character determines where you'll spend eternity. So here, Jesus is getting right to the core, the thoughts. And so these are the thoughts of his heart. So basically, Nathaniel's saying, here's a man who understands me by knowing my inner heart. And he knows everything about us. He must be the son of God. He knows the good things and the bad things about us. So try to stay recollected to God throughout the day. Walk with St. Joseph, men. Walk with the Blessed Mother, ladies, and vice versa. Priests have to walk with the Blessed Virgin. But despite our fact or our thoughts or our words or our actions, God still loves us. He wants us to follow him. That's what he's doing here with Bartholomew. Now, Jesus says, do you believe because I told you I saw you under a fig tree? You will see greater things than this. What does Jesus mean here? Nathaniel did see greater things. Bartholomew. Why? Because he was at the Sea of Tiberias after the resurrection when Jesus appeared to him. So trust me, he did see greater things. He saw the resurrected Christ. He was one of the witnesses of the ascension. 
Tradition says he went on to India. Who also went to India? St. Thomas. So powerful stuff here. So Christian tradition has three stories about how he died. We don't read it in the Gospels. We don't read it in the Acts of the Apostles. We don't know Scripture, but this is the power of sacred tradition. Not man-made tradition, sacred apostolic tradition. One says that he was kidnapped. He was kidnapped, beaten unconscious, and cast into the sea where he drowned. It was one account of his death. Another account states that he was crucified upside down, who also was dead, uh, uh, killed that way, Peter. And another says that he was skinned alive and beheaded. You know, being skinned alive is the most he is represented in sacred art. They actually show him in sacred art. Father Dan taught me this. Because I remember we were looking at some of the paintings and he would always teach me about the saints. Father Dan Camber is amazing how he knows, like to me, I see some of the pictures of the saints. I'm like, well, gee, that saint looks like that saint. How do you know which one he is? And Father Dan would be able to see the smallest little thing. And he says that saint holding what looked like flays in his hands, says that's St. Bartholomew, that's his skinned flesh. And he's holding it. Being skinned alive is how he was represented. And he's often shown with a large knife and holding his own skin. You know where you can see this? Michelangelo's painting The Last Judgment. Wow, powerful stuff. So that's why Bartholomew is the patron saint of tanners. <laughs> Only in our Catholic faith do we have something so amazing, huh? It baffles me how somebody could look at an incredible 2,000 year history and tradition that we have in this church and not see it being divine. You couldn't make this stuff up. You absolutely couldn't. But if you're looking for scientific proof, you're also not gonna find it. Well, I shouldn't be too quick to say that. The Eucharistic miracles, you wanna see some scientific proof, go to the Eucharistic miracles. But in the meantime, let us pray to St. Bartholomew as a great example of the tradition of our church. Capital T, sacred, not man-made. Of Christ, not God, or of God, not man. And so that is why we are Catholic. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ.
simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.